0: with me into the tormented haunted half-lit night of the insane this is my one. let me lead you into it let
1: me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad
0: hi and welcome to beyond the cabin in the woods a good ghoul's guide to horror i'm your poltergeist kinsey
1: i'm your poltergeist donna i'm your poltergeist mac
0: and this week we watched the 2022 Hulu original film Prey. So let's, uh, we'll be in spoiler territory pretty fast. Yes, the movie has been out a uh, almost a year now. So yeah, uh, just pause it and come back to us. But let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Had you seen it before? And yeah. Um, I had intended to see it before, it's been on my to do list. Um, since it came out, and like many things on my to-do list, had never been done. Uh, however, I I liked it very much. Um, Pre- the Predator series is not one that ever hit for me the way Terminator and Aliens did, um, but I really enjoyed this movie. I felt like it really um, hit the... I felt like it really found the sweet spot in the Women Can't Be Hunters. It felt very believable and that people were like, "Why do you want to do this?" and some people were like, "Go home, we don't need a cook." It it really felt believable that people were reacting to her the way they were as opposed to, "Oh, a woman touched a weapon, our village is doomed." Um it I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the character. Um I felt the I felt like the whole thing worked um i felt like it it could maybe have used one more run through a writer's group because you could you could actually see the bones of the mechanics of writing at times like oh there's another try fail cycle yep but um overall it was i really liked it and i've now said almost everything i wanted to say so (laughs) i'm I'm just gonna go so um thanks it was good talking to you all (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> it it was my number two favorite movie from last year just a hair below everything everywhere all at once and as i was re-watching it now i'm like maybe it's better than everything everywhere all at once maybe i was being unfair i don't know really really great doesn't rely on any knowledge of the predator lore at all but also includes a couple of few fan servicey nods if you're into that it it doesn't weigh it down it's just here it is the the french translator apparently is a thing in predator 2 that i i don't remember like he's referred to in that and then made a whole person in this yeah uh it's it's really really great to the point where like every time i see it i'm like oh i should watch the other predators like this is putting me in a mood and then i get to the end of prayer i'm like no this is not going to be as good No. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had seen this before. Uh, it actually had been on my radar before it had been released. Uh, I think it was Bloody Disgusting had done an article about it saying that they were looking for, uh, you know, talking about it and that it was going to be part of the Comanche Nation, which I have shared with you guys on this podcast that I am Comanche. And so that was kind of the running joke until it came out with my brother and I I was like oh we should have auditioned we could have we could have done this this was this was us you know because we did grow up on the predator films and love them this film yeah I I love this film I'll probably as we go on get into another reason why I love this film but yeah it's it's very fun and it's a good time and I do agree with everything that you said about the nods but not being like you know the fan service not being weighed down and yeah uh, for those of you that don't know what Prey is about, uh, our good good buddies and Matt's nemesis at IMDB want you to know that Naru, a skilled warrior of the Comanche Nation, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth.
1: But what it's really about is the best movie dog ever hurts his tail and then gets into some wild shit.
0: Okay. Which brings me to my first complaint. Traps like that fucking break shit. Okay. It didn't make him go yipe, yipe, yipe. It would have fucking broken his tail.
1: I would have been done with the movie if the dog had eaten it then. I've been like, no, that dog's too cool. That dog is giving such a great performance.
0: That dog was fantastic
1: fucking unbelievable like like i've been watching frazier on paramount plus recently and that dog is an idiot that dog is <laughs> clearly doing tricks and 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 being manipulated by trainers to fulfill a gag the dog in this movie is giving a goddamn performance he is not he is fixated on maru he is. he is like always concerned about where she is and, and just has, like, very intelligent reactions to things. And I never doubted that that dog was really in that situation, which is almost impossible with a trained animal actor.
0: I agree 100%, especially about Frazier. You could, every moment that dog was on screen, you could see him staring intently at his trainer yeah. off screen. Yeah. Can I tell you um, something very awesome about the dog in Prey? Uh Yes, it is. uh, It was a rescue dog that they adopted from a local shelter. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like the fucking
1: Meryl Streep of dogs they've got here. And they found him.
0: Her. I can't remember if it's. But yeah, I I never saw. Well, I'm going to say her because I never saw any indication that it wasn't her.
1: Well,
0: I was going to say the dog's name. Sorry. That's. That is a Comanche word, but it's just dog. It's dog and Comanche. So uh, FYI, that, that was the other thing I meant to ask both of you. Which version did you watch? Did you watch the English dub or did you watch the Comanche dub?
1: I watched, I want to watch the Comanche dub at some point, And I hadn't, I had I watched the English dub originally because I just felt like I was going to tune in more to what's going on with that. And I watched it this time since I was making notes and I might be looking down and I needed to hear what was really happening. Uh, yeah. but the Comanche dub sounds awesome.
0: Oh, it it's great. I've done both. Uh, the first time we watched it, we watched it the English dub. because uh, we were watching it with some other people. and and then the second time we watched it, we watched the Comanche dub. And then this time, because of the notes, we had I had the English dub on. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth I, I highly recommend doing it. It's very, very cool. I will remind you that I have untreated ADHD and And you forgot the question that we asked? No, I do remember the question that that was asked. Um, Though that would have been a better joke. (laughs) No, I cannot watch things with subtitles. I just can't. It's not possible. It's just, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. But it's a great idea, and I love it, and I'm super proud that they did it.
1: (laughs) Here's an idea. Forget the subtitles. If you've seen the movie enough times and you know the flow of it, just watch it with the language. Do you really need the details of the dialogue?
0: Fair point. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I do like about this film. Even there's not a ton of dialogue. Like there is no. dialogue, but it's basically to serve the purpose of the story, just to to mm-hmm. kind of get us going. So, I mean, in theory, Donna could, without the subtitles, watch it and still know exactly yeah. what's going on. Fair point. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us. It's an important thing to ask because it's yeah.
1: it's it's a un, un maybe not unique but unusual feature of the film.
0: I'd say it's unique. I would say it's unique because when this was premiering, that it was all over my Facebook. You know, yeah, like hey, come to come to the complex. Hey, we're you know we're renting out this theater. Like they, you know, they did a lot to really promote this.
1: Right, unique in in the sense of a a big like a big budget studio film because uh, I'm on a screening committee for a film festival that does it, that programs a lot of indigenous films. So I actually end up seeing a lot of Comanche in command or it, 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 whichever it, it, various indigenous languages, but Comanche pops up a lot. Comanche language films with subtitles. So it feels like, Oh, it's unusual, but not like, Oh, I watch them all the time. Don't you guys? <laughs>
0: It is it is unusual for the average film goer. I think that'd be the the better uh, phrase. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, we were still talking. We still want to keep talking about. uh, Sorry,
1: I've said my piece. That dog is unbelievable. (laughs) I I I I struggle to think of any dog that's even in the same league. It is yeah, Uh, Brando level, Meryl Streep level, like honest to god best of all time if the rest of the movie sucked i'd have been like but the dog though <laughs>
0: um so i can answer your question i didn't want to interrupt you about how the french trapper ties back into uh, uh i'd the- seen
1: it on a Wiki- wikipedia reference but please yes go ahead uh basically in Predator exactly two,
0: when the other predators show up they give danny glover a gun which is the gun you see That Naru has at the end of it. So basically, as one warrior to another, they give him the gun. So once again, it's a it's a deep cut callback because not everybody likes Predator 2 as much as the first Predator. So it is a it's 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 a cut. I think I've seen. Yeah, I could see there was supposed to be some significance to the gun. But yeah,
1: I'll admit I've maybe seen all the other Predator movies once. So, yeah, those are not those things that are going to be ingrained in my mind.
0: I've seen the first two, especially the first one, quite a bit. The yeah. ones after that, not so much. And then this one I've seen more, yeah. <laughs> too. <laughs> All right. So I one of the things I do find really interesting with this movie after the predator lands is that it's trying to figure out the apex predator of this planet. So it's mm-hmm. how it goes through its hunting of watching and then what it hunts. I think we see like the mouse getting eaten by the snake, the snake getting, you know, just that. And then it moving up to the wolf and then the bear and then finally humans. I thought that was really just kind of an interesting way to show this isn't a predator we had seen before. That it was a newer or a young, maybe younger predators is a better word I'm looking for here.
1: Predator that has no experience with humanity.
0: There you go. That's that's even better. Yeah. And that's one of the things I was referring to when I said you could really kind of see the bones yeah. of the story mechanics. Like, okay, here is showing you how this predator thinks. And here's it showing you how this predator thinks. And here it is again. And oh, it's just seen that humans are dangerous. There you go. But it worked wonderfully.
1: Right, yeah I was like if you if you started whittling some of that out of the script, it almost feels like boiling the flavor out of meat,
0: yeah, 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 so one thing i I did notice this this watch that Naru's brother never really he never dismisses her, that he no. still listens to her ideas, and then when they're right, I mean he tells her, yeah, that was right, but he never dismisses her, he's never uh like even with with he's with his his party, he's never like you know go home. he's like, okay, let's let's keep going. He does a little bit with the cat, yeah, you know when she falls and is knocked unconscious he he is hey, you failed, you yeah, failed, but you I had to in... I had to carry you home. He did that in private. he didn't do it in front of the others, okay, fair. That's my only thing is that that, is, that was spoken in private. He didn't, but leading up to the cat, he never, he didn't tell her to go home. Now, you, could he have handled it better with, hey, you failed? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it, but it was done in private.
1: Was he above average for his time and his culture? Yes.
0: <laughs> he He definitely was. He definitely was because even when he was teasing her for her failures, it was affectionate teasing. Yeah. yeah. It's. It was never mean spirited. It was never. You could. There was definitely love and care there. It
1: was also teasing of a peer, like almost like he would tease one of the other hunters. Yeah. For a similar failure, maybe, possibly, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd say that. Oh. I don't know why my cat is now singing, but <laughs> I apologize for that. Um. I really, speaking, speaking of things that did not require prior knowledge of the franchise, the way they established that that orange flower worked, mm-hmm. you know, first, first they established that it made the person feel cold. And I, I, I will not even raise a big issue out of the fact that things that make you feel cold would actually raise your body temperature. We'll We'll just leave that out.
1: We've <laughs> all played Breath of the Wild. We, we know how these things work. <laughs> so, or, or my wife's played Breath of the Wild and I've watched.
0: Same. Uh, Billy's yeah. played B- Breath of the Wild. I've watched. So, I I actually went to veterinary school and did not play Breath of the Wild. But same difference. So, same same difference.
1: level of experience all around. Same, yeah. We same all know
0: where knowledge. it's going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at any rate. First, they established that that medication made you feel cold, okay, and then they established that if you were cold, he couldn't see you, and we didn't even have to remember that Arnold covered himself in mud, so um, that the orange flower worked the same. My only objection, of course, being that for some reason, she didn't get all seized up, oh my god, what's going on, but I, I thought that was really nicely done. That yeah. was that was really well established in a sequence of events. Here, you take this flower, you feel really cold. Here, you take this flower, the predator can't see you. Boom, she takes the flower, predator can't see her.
1: I read her not seizing up as her not being surprised by it, because she treated everybody with it, and they didn't know what was about to happen. They are like, whoa, what's happening? Where she could brace herself for it.
0: Mm-hmm. She was prepared. Well, and I like that we used the flower instead of like every other fucking predator film. They after Arnold, they get covered in mud. Yeah. like they everybody goes back to that trope mm-hmm. uh, and this one didn't. And I liked that. I thought mm-hmm. that was that was a nice change. It yeah.
1: also gave her the opportunity in the context of her time to figure out what it was like, it, like Arnold on some level is like, Oh, he's got heat vision. If I get cold, he won't see me. Whereas Maru is just like, Oh, he sees heat. If I get cold, he won't
0: mm-hmm.
1: not tying it to technology or whatever, but just yeah, accepting that that's what, how it sees.
0: And, you know, um, her brother's name was Tabi. Yeah, Tanabe. Yeah, Tabe, Tabe. Um, I really appreciate Tabe pointing out for us that she notices things, just in case we didn't notice that she notices things, because when she sat there, well, she wasn't sitting there, she was loading the gun, but while she was loading the gun and watching what was happening while Tabe fought the Predator. And she's watching that, hey, where that mask is pointing is where the projectiles go and how the predator is reacting. And, you know, hey, Tabe can hurt it. Tabe can and is hurting it, which means I can hurt it. And, hey, if it bleeds, it can be killed. And look, that thing is bleeding. You know, she is. She's noticing everything. That that kid is smart. She's She's smart. And we spent the first part of the movie yeah. establishing that she can move right, oh, yeah, doesn't
1: have any information, but is 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 able to make intuitive leaps that mm-hmm. are completely sound. And that is like that true intelligence, yes, yeah.
0: so um I mean that's that's her real strength is she is she is smart and she is intuitive, and she is observant,
1: agreed. She, uh, you mentioned loading guns. I, I'm mad that this movie didn't get released in theaters because the moment when the trappers like shoot their shot at the predator and it it didn't do much. And they just, there's that pause where they're like, okay, (laughs) reload. And I'm like, that would have been a great big laugh in a movie theater. I laughed Mm -hmm. at it deeply, at least twice. And will again, every time I see this movie, Mm -hmm. it is a, it is a perfect action movie period piece gag. Mm Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that in any other Predator movie because it just wouldn't have made any sense. And it was perfect, perfect for the movie, perfect for the moment, A+. plus.
0: Everything else they've faced on this continent has been completely overwhelmed by their guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here they face this thing that is completely unimpressed with their guns. What are they going to do? The same thing that has worked every other time for them. Reload. Reload. Yep, reload. Makes perfect sense. I do love the scene after just the predator wrecking shop with the trappers in that, that burnt field. Like I felt that in my soul. I'm like, after seeing them skin the buffalo, I'm like, yes, kill them all. I, you know, leave, leave the siblings alone, but kill them all. They all have Mm -hmm. it coming. (laughs) That was a good, good for you predator moment. Mm hmm. Just watching him wreck shop. I'm like, yes.
1: Yes. The scene where where she's trying to get out of the quicksand. Uh, a, a, like an actually sensical use of what is a grapnel in a movie. Like every Batman movie has been like, well, bullshit. I'll just shoot it in that direction and everything's gonna be fine. She's like, oh, nope,
0: not quite. Nope. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, 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 it actually worked. I can't believe it. Get out of the quicksand. I, I actually sat there thinking, when was the last time I saw Quicksand used in a movie or TV show? Crystal skull. Okay, thank you. I, I'm guessing. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah. I was like, this has been a while. This has been some time. <laughs> that scene, I mean, it just you do feel the danger. Like mm-hmm. you feel just, you know, the frustration, the danger, just you're you're worried you're like, you know, it's pure tension. Yeah. 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 It's done so well. You, you were genuinely concerned. I mean, yeah, she's alone. Yeah. By herself. But I like that. That was something I noticed with this, this watch there is that, you know, they're, they're concerned that she's going, you know, when she does fail, she's not going to figure it out. And so this is her proving to herself. She figures it out. She figures out, you know, what to do, In the quicksand, she figures out now, granted, the predator helped with the bear, but how to get away from the bear. Like she is working it out when she, you know, with with her axe and how to hunt. She's figuring it out. I know we 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 did just talk about her being very intuitive, but yeah, she works it out. Yes, she does. She figures out how to get away, which um very important. And though I remained irritated by how ineffectual the Frenchman's traps are, her getting caught in the trap was very important as well, because when she became helpless and the predator, which was hunting her up until that point, left her alone, that was another very important moment for her.
1: They were French traps, so they just didn't work. I mean, that was inevitable.
0: (laughs) They were just waiting to surrender. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's also also just another subtle callback to the the original films that when they're you know when who the whoever the predator is pursuing is not a viable target for lack of a better phrase then there's no there's no skill in that hunt so they they move on to the next
1: most of my other notes are about the dog just exclamations <laughs> about how into this dog i am and how i want movies Featuring this dog and only this dog. Well, actually, it needs a human, like, partner to interact with to show us how great the dog is. (laughs) But, like, yeah.
0: I'm never mad about dog love.
1: I'm not, I'm just, I say, I don't know if I have anything more to say about the movie that isn't about the dog.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Donnie, you had mentioned the paintings, that you wanted to talk about the paintings at the end. Yes, I did want to talk about that. So, there's some art over the closing credits. And you see the villagers and the village itself and very various images. And at the very end, you see a predator ship and another predator ship and yet another predator ship. And the, the villagers all ah, screaming and in terror. And then that's the last image. So my question is, what do you think that means? What happens? So I've seen Predator two way too many times for so this is what my answer is going to be based on just just so we're clear uh, uh, they're collecting their their lost tribe member and there will be an now an exchange of something like basically they they recognize that you're an equal we're not going to mess with you anymore um, let us get our our fallen comrade and. We will give you something because that's essentially what happens in Predator 2. They pick up the the predator that Danny Glover kills and they give him that's when they give him the gun. So I think it's going to be this is the start of that.
1: The question is, how do they get the gun?
0: Maybe they trade her for something fancy and they trade for the gun. Could be. Well, since Predator 2 is a whole movie, I'm guessing that exchange doesn't go well. I haven't seen it. No, it it does. That's the end of the movie. It's just that basically they 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 give Danny Glover the gun. They take the Predator and they they nope right out. Oh, okay. So that happened. the 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 Predators arrive at the end of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the oh, okay, okay. Because that's the whole thing is that the big Easter egg in that Predator Two film. This is also why it sticks in my head is that when you they see all the skulls of former Predator conquest. You know, you see the T Rex skull, but the the big reveal is that there's a xenomorph skull there. And Donna's looking at me like, oh, that makes sense now while you remember this. Yeah. <laughs> Donna's like, oh, that tracks. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's the end of the film. So I think it's it's that similar of an exchange or the start of mm-hmm. this is what we do. Because they're going to recognize Naru as an equal because she she bested one of their own.
1: They're not, yeah. They're not just mindless killing monsters. They have a very strict moral. They do construction yeah. of the world. Yeah,
0: they do. They definitely do. They e- have a code, including, you know, they don't kill someone who's helpless. Yeah, right. Though that is a little weirdly tweaked when they hunt from pure stealth. Yeah, and it, it is a weird, it is a weird moral code that they hunt from stealth. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean. You have to keep in mind that the original Predator was written in the 80s, so I'm sure there was a lot of cocaine involved. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I only hunt the strongest Predator that I can sneak up from behind <laughs> and stab in the back. You know, they're they they're, they're looking... Makes perfect sense. Like I said, there, there was a lot of cocaine involved in the 80s. Uh, what about either of you? Do you have thoughts on what happens next, or go ahead, Mac?
1: No, I agree. With, I agree with Kenzie. Um, you know, there's that possibility. It's setting up a sequel, uh, the further adventures of Maru and 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 her dog. But I don't know if that's where the franchise should uh, honestly go. Uh, it f- feels like they've un- unshackled themselves from just doing the same movie over and over again with slight variations. They could do all sorts of crazy stuff now. So.
0: I don't know well yeah that's the thing like with them setting it this far back they can now jump to different points in time yeah and see what happens it doesn't necessarily you know don't get me wrong i wanted to be the further adventures of Nauru, and yeah. and the bestest dog in the world i want to see that but yeah he is a good dog she she is a good dog she i don't know
1: insanely good and it was a she was a rescue that that blew my mind because I think like one of the pit bulls they had on Star Trek Picard was a rescue and you can notice that they don't feature the dog very much after (laughs) the first couple episodes because it just wasn't working out just the dog Mm -hmm. the dog was a very good dog just not a good performer
0: yeah and it was actually um Patrick Stewart's dog what was it one of his? The, I know he's very
1: passionate about pit bull rescues. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, I'm struggling not to go off on a, uh, have you seen the crossover episode tangent?
1: I have. <laughs> it's pretty, good. It's pretty okay. good. It was good. Yeah. Um. And they're doing a musical next week.
0: <laughs> okay. But um, about Prey. <laughs> but about Prey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I appreciate the context, Kinsey, because I, I really thought, well, um, hopefully the tribe will listen to Nauru <laughs> now, because otherwise um, they're all going to die. But now you have provided that context and um, OK, cool. <laughs> no death.
1: But you, okay. you almost wonder if it could be a hybrid of those two answers. Like they come in fully intending to be like, ah, you know, this lady, she she killed our guy you know, she's got to be legit. Let's, let's go like, give her the secret of killing the (laughs) white man. And, uh, you know, as long as she gives the skull back, that's fine. And then the villagers are like,
0: ah, everything's fucked up. Kill the
1: predators.
0: (laughs) And then come on guys. We're
1: chill. Can't we be chill? And then that's the whole movie. It just starts out there. Very different vibe for a predator movie of, uh this isn't even about a hunt guys we're done the hunting's done timeout game over anyway
0: actually they just walked down and they're doing this like the timeout motion <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're, we're not we're not we're not here, we're not here for that that's not what we're here for we're not no, here no, for that no, no, no. we're, we're not here for that we're cool we're cool yeah <laughs> look no 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 stealth no no weapons no <laughs> no exploding shield how the predator knows we're cool? I I don't know, yeah. but
1: <laughs> in in the early seventeen hundreds, yeah. no less, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: ah, Macula, you had an interesting question about this the predator series in general, and
1: ah yes, it was going to be my poll uh, suggestion. Um, I mean, we didn't put this movie on the list when it came out last year, and we haven't to my memory, done any of the others in the series. We have not. Um, Is the series really more action or horror?
0: I can tell you when I suggested it a while back, y'all said that's action, not horror. (laughs) So we didn't do it.
1: So we've got an opinion on it.
0: (laughs) When I suggested it originally, so... I think I've also
1: had the same reaction to Aliens, which I feel like we still should do at some point. But there is that gut instinct to say eh, it's sort of more of an action movie than a horror movie especially when compared to the original
0: I think I think the I think the original Predator I think it leans more more heavy into sci-fi but the horror aspect is you don't know until it becomes sci-fi does that make sense like I think A little
1: bit yeah Yeah
0: I think it kind of it it dances that line yes there is a lot of action that leads up to it there's, it is definitely, you know, and plus you're having eighty Schwarzenegger, right?
1: The poster is full on Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger in in big letters on the
0: top with the gun that, show, you know, going on there. So that feels like
1: an action movie, yeah, yeah.
0: But I think I think at its core, it starts it starts out as horror because you don't mm. know what is killing. Uh, I mean these these guys, which you see, are you know they are professionals they know <laughs> they know what they're doing so having something kill them and not knowing what it is uh yes maybe i'm trying to have my cake and eat it too by saying it is horror and sci-fi but yeah so what <laughs> i
1: think i think we're in an age of this podcast where we can do things that are horror adjacent
0: yeah I think there I think there's kind of an overlap. i think I think that whole group of movies, The Terminators, The Aliens, and the Predators, they they overlap action, sci-fi, horror in yeah. a way that certainly qualifies them for us, yeah. Well, they pull the best of of all of that. You know they yeah. pull the best out of the horror, the sci-fi, the action, and they they put it in their in the blender. And granted, some of that blunder is James Cameron out of two of those three <laughs> examples. But James he, Cameron, man. He, but he does it well. Can I just throw out a quick God bless you to James Cameron? Absolutely. I warned you about this back in 1984. Excellent. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, this is the wrong crowd to say, yay, James Cameron to. Yeah, it, like you, you, yeah, yeah. it was a good <laughs> idea to ask permission. Like we were going to fight you on it pretty hard. He yeah. didn't prime us because, uh, you know let's let's be serious yeah he's he's never made a bad movie but oh wait that's right he is great okay
0: <laughs> i was like donna you you know that i refer to him as uncle james so you know <laughs> i'm just when i saw that headline i was like oh my god yes i warned you about this back in 1984 yes you did james yes yes she did oh jimmy <laughs> Probably a
1: thoroughly unpleasant person to work with by all accounts. No doubt. Uh, But he does it in the service of being awesome. So there are some people who are terrible in the service of being mediocre. And so if you're going to do it, you better bring the results every time.
0: So So I have to say one thing I do want to mention about this film that we hadn't talked about. Uh, When her brother keeps saying that he needs to get a horse, like... That is something, especially back then, the Comanches were known for, was being excellent horsemen. And that is one of the reasons that made them very dangerous was how well they trained horses and how well they were on a horse. So I loved seeing that because when he got on the horse, he was wrecking shop. And I was just like, yes. Like, so I thought that was, you know, to me, that was another little thing that the filmmakers did that they really did talk to members of the Comanche nation, especially what it would be like during that time. And, and that felt very true. And the thing, and then him on the horse, absolutely. So I, I love that they did that. Yep. And he was, I mean, when he was, when he was riding in circles yeah, around the, the predators, couldn't hit him. No. Of course it helped that he didn't have his mask, but right. um, just could not hit him, could not hurt him. So mm-hmm. Do we have anything else on Prey?
1: It's a lean, beautiful movie, and there, there's just not a lot. There's nothing to dog on it about. <laughs> a couple of dodgy C- CGI effects, but it doesn't make me mad. That's how great the movie is at its core, that it throws some bad CGI. At me, mean, I'm like, that's fine. Let's just keep going.
0: Yeah, it, it is lean. I forgot how lean it was, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it it knows what it is. There's not a lot of wasted scenes. It's, it's a tight film. Mm-hmm. All right, well, then let's head on to rule, poll, and quote. Donna has her quote. And so we landed on this quote, one, because it does really sum up the film. And two, all three of us had this quote, but different levels of it, where I had the full quote. Mac had, uh, you had just the very tail end And the shortest version yeah. of it, yeah. And where Donna was the porridge that Goldilocks picked, she had the middle version, which we really liked. Uh, so that's kind of how we landed on this one. I mean, there was once again, it's it's a tight film, so there's not a ton of dialogue. That uh, I think, most probably, between all of us, we <laughs> we we all brought probably all of Nauru's lines. To be very honest, so Donna. With that being said, you have our quote. So our quote is: "You think that I am not a hunter like you? That I am not a threat? That is what makes me dangerous." You can't see that I'm killing you. And it won't either. Just a great line. Just a great line. All right. And then now, we kind of have a two-part rule again. Uh, So Donna's going to be our first part of our rule. And then Macula's got our second part. So the first part of our rule is make sure your dog has leveled up tank.
1: (laughs) And mine's a little more general. Good advice for the, the world, regardless of whether or not the Yatjua are, uh, cloaked and, uh, right behind you. Uh, underestimate those you encounter at your peril. Good can, for
0: life. You yeah. could
1: do it, but you know, sometimes you're gonna fuck around and
0: find out. Yeah. Exactly. But if your dog has leveled up tank, it can just run away with that bear. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I suppose. <laughs>
0: All right. And then Donna, you technically had the hat trick. Uh, You have our poll. So we have had the rule, just believe the women, just believe the woman scientist, just believe the woman many, many times. It does
1: sound like you're saying disbelieve the woman.
0: I am not.
1: (laughs) I I I, I did not think you were. I wanted to make sure.
0: (laughs) But this would have been another case where that would have been a rule. So my poll question is: What if they had done that? What if Naru's people had believed her when she first said there's something dangerous, something bigger than a bear out there? What would have happened? How would the movie had been different if that had happened? I think it would be the slaughter of her people. To be very honest, if they had believed her, for two points, they would have gotten the full party together, which we saw how the Predator took out the small party and she would not have had the knowledge to see what she had seen to figure out how to beat the Predator. So I think, I think it would have been a slaughter and maybe that's not the most happy ending, but she wouldn't have had the chance to see how to beat it.
1: I think it's hard to imagine that because the, Because gender roles are so ingrained into this story, it's hard to imagine a scenario in which they were like, oh, really? Let's go find out about this. Um, But if they did, it might have been a bigger budget version of the same story. Like the the tribe gets, you know, ready and raring to go and goes out and hunt of the thing that's bigger than the bear. Absolutely decimated. And then at the end, it's still her and it uh, duking it out at the end. Okay. Higher body count is about the only difference I see.
0: I, uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree with, with both of you. I think, unfortunately, if they had listened to her, she wouldn't have taken off and the tribe would have paid the price, um, for it. But I also think Naru is fast enough and smart enough that she, she would have survived, um, and it still would have been her and the predator. Um, but yeah, to start off with, nobody is expecting what you get with that predator. So I think, I think Naru's family would have been killed um, yeah. if, if she had stayed. So and this is the rare case where it actually probably was better off that they didn't because her leaving is what kept it from coming to them.
1: But if the hunting party had believed her a little bit more, they would have been fine. If,
0: if the hunting party better. had believed her, I think they would have lived longer. Yeah. I still think they would have died, but I think they would have lived longer.
1: Yeah. Better off, not mm. out of the woods, though, for yeah. lack of a better term.
0: A little yeah. more of a fight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, so, if they hadn't underestimated what they were encountering.
0: Yes. Yeah. True. Very true. Do we have anything else about Prey?
1: Goddamn good dog, like <laughs> such yeah. a
0: good dog.
1: Great movie dog, like yeah, yeah.
0: Bunny, you're not that good. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. You're so I'm, good. I'm sure <laughs> Bunny. Bunny so is good. an
1: excellent dog for you, but I don't think it can carry a movie.
0: No, I, I don't think Bunny
1: can carry it. But
0: he's the bestest bunny. Okay. I can tell you, mine is. He is waiting outside the door for me. I can tell you right now because he came in, said hello after his walk, and then I can tell you he's waiting on me to be done (laughs) with my door closed. (laughs) Very good bunny. (laughs) All right, who wants to go first on Happy Place?
1: You go. Go, Kenzie, go. Go, Kenzie, go.
0: (laughs) So my Happy Place is that I'm getting to discuss pray with you and share with us that pray is very special to me, very important to me when people talk about representation mattering like this is what we're talking about is prey I cannot tell you how revolutionary it would have been if I'd have seen this when I saw Predator in 87 I would have been nine just a girl who looked like me who had a dog you know that is also Comanche I can't stress enough like I I don't know what that looks like I didn't know that I had to wait till I was in my 40s to see this. And I'm glad that I, I'm getting to see it. I'm glad that there are other young girls that are getting to see this and can see themselves in this. Mm-hmm. So yes, pray is my happy place. Pray is immensely special to me. Uh, and I, I'm never mad to talk about it. I'm never mad to share it. I I will scream it from the rooftops just how important it is. And so yeah, that is my that is my happy place. There is a Facebook person you might enjoy following. Uh, her name is Jacelyn Wetzel, uh-huh. uh, but it's spelled J-A-C-A-L-Y-N. She is a uh, Black influencer, but I've mentioned her because she said something very similar about the um, the new Little Mermaid and how she felt about um, seeing the um, the new Little Mermaid and how you know, she had to be an adult before she saw something like that. So anyway, I enjoy following her very much and learn something from her, I think every day. So recommend to her. Okay. The summer semester is over. I made a really huge mistake at the beginning of this semester, the the beginning of this summer semester, when I told my scheduling person that I would like to teach two sections. And that was a mistake. I was, uh, just uh, struggling this whole semester to stay on top of the classes. I They were filled with students that I really enjoyed. Um, I always really enjoy my uh, dual credit uh, classes where I'm teaching um, teenagers who are um, taking both high school and college classes. I really enjoy those classes. However, it was um, an overwhelming amount of work and I was struggling to stay on top of it all semester. The semester is over now. And I'm actually getting some sleep and feeling my my brain come down off of uh, survival mode. And uh, it's nice. But I got to meet um, a whole bunch of great new students. I got to reconnect with some students I knew last summer. And um, I'm very happy. It was a a really good summer outside of me just pedaling as fast as I could to stay afloat.
1: That's it. Barbie. I saw Barbie yesterday and there is a certain subset of the population that predictably is complaining about the movie as being, I know, uh, as being anti-man, man-hating, I believe. And they're so hilariously wrong. I don't think I've seen a movie that was more knowing about what toxic masculinity does in all directions and how it damages all people. And is forgiving of it and not absolving like, oh, we're just going to ignore it happen. Like, don't do it anymore. But, you know, you're OK. Go find something. Ken, spoiler alert, Ken doesn't get Barbie in the end and he has to be OK with that. I mean, there's a detour in hilarious toxic masculinity that is basically trying to recreate every photo shoot Stallone did in the 80s.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but at the end, I, I think it's 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 one of the more oddly life-affirming in all directions movies than that I've seen in a long time. So uh, my happy place is the, the thorough and complete wrongness of the whiners and complainers. But Mac... Yes.
0: You're you're a guy.
1: I am guilty.
0: And it doesn't star Ken. No, doesn't have to. And and you don't feel emasculated by this? No, I I feel
1: I feel oddly celebrated and comforted in my confident masculinity.
0: But but there's so much pink.
1: Yes, there is a a apparently a dip in the world supply of pink paint because of this movie
0: and and you don't feel threatened by this?
1: No, I do not feel threatened in a, a quite the opposite to the point where I find the 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 degree of threatened professed by other people to be uh hilarious and unscrutinized uh within themselves, yeah, because there's even like i'm a I'm a good guy. Ah. But they hit me, too. There's the one Ken that sat the Barbies down and explained the Godfather to him. Laura looks over at me. I'm like, hey, yeah, OK, I get it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but they use the word patriarchy
1: many they did. times.
0: It exists. And and the fact they said that didn't make <laughs> you feel called out.
1: Oh, I was absolutely called out at several moments in this movie. But at the end, I was forgiven to some degree if I stop. If I am aware of it and try to do better. Hmm. And I don't mind being called out because
0: it it was a fair hit. I will be seeing that movie sometimes this week. Good. It's good. I hope <laughs> I did not spoil too much for you. No. I, I, I apparently have already learned the main plot point because apparently the statute of limitations for a movie that came out last weekend is over. It is. Yeah. For For spoilers. So. Oh, well. So. Okay. I like our I like all of our happy places. They are all they're all good. Well, you can find us on social media. We have a Facebook page, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We have a Twitter and Instagram, or excuse me, X and
1: Instagram mm-hmm.
0: handle <laughs> uh, called uh, at Beyond Cabin. I am on ugh, X and Instagram as at Callista seventy seven. We also have a web page, which is Beyond the in the Did y'all see? My offer, I did. I
1: did, and I and I thought, a yes, we should do that. But apparently, I never typed it. So that was
0: kind of me. So uh, we're 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 looking now to getting on Blue Sky. (laughs) Yeah. So Kevin will be on Blue Sky with a handle of some sort. Probably by the time you listen to this. Probably by the time you listen to this. So Mm. I am not on. Twitter X.
1: Did you delete yours?
0: I have not deleted it because I don't want anyone taking my handle, but my account is private and I'm just not going there anymore. But yeah, I'm not there. I'm not there. There will be no content from Dragon Goblin. There's no I in Goblin on Twitter ever again. Um, but I am on Blue Sky now. My handle on Blue Sky is at dragongoblin.com. There's still no I in Goblin. And Instant instant Graham? My goodness.
1: Instagram. That's that's its full name when it's in trouble and mom's calling it downstairs. Instant Graham, get down here.
0: (laughs) And Dragon Goblin on Instagram. Instant Graham, I did it again. What the fuck is wrong?
1: It's in trouble.
0: It's in trouble. Instant Graham.
1: Instant Graham. Right this minute. Wait till your father gets home.
0: Um. Though, honestly, I just don't post that much on either, really. So anyway, but if you want to see my rare posts, that's where you can find me on Blue Sky and Instagram. Cool.
1: Uh, I have a, a Twitter account, which I said I was never going back to. I went back a little bit this weekend because I guested on another podcast and I felt I owed a little bit of, you know boosted signal, uh, to them. Uh, but no, I'm not regularly on, on X. Uh, just, uh. I am on Blue Sky and Spoutable. Uh, Blue Sky currently is at partyapocalypse.bsky.social. I may do the domain name switcheroo that Donna has done as well. Uh, and then, uh, on Spoutable, I'm at PartyApocalypse. The website, Party... Apocalypse. I have an Instagram. There's nothing there. Don't even go looking. It's just not even worth it. And the uh, website, PartyApocalypse.com, features this podcast and other fine podcasts, including The Holiday is Broken, and Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast, along with full runs of Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter, The Fourth Wall, and As the Myth Turns, the end.
0: As always, thank you to our editor, Billy, for making us sound fantastic and professional. Thank you, Billy. And thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us if you aren't already doing so. And don't read the Latin. You know what horror is?